Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Friday, April 21st, and last night the VGK finally looked like the team that we've come to expect, defeating the Jets 5-2 in Game 2 to tie their best-of-seven series at one game apiece. Captain Mark Stone looked like his usual self as well, with two goals and three points in the third period alone to seal the game for Vegas in just his second game back from injury. Joining us today are Dan Duba and Gary Lawless, who break down all the action from the crucial Game 2 win. Well, Gary Lawless, the Golden Knights had the bounce back that they were hoping for. Didn't happen as quickly as... You know, I kind of was driving in here today, and I was thinking, oh, if they have their game, you know, they'll be really good in the first. And the shots were 11-2 at one point in time in favor of, of the Jets. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a... Alex Petrangelo was interviewed by Ashley Weiss after, I think, after the second period, after Eichel scored. And she said, you know, what about the fact that Jack scored... And Alex uh, swears and says, you know, because people are, were saying that, you know, Jack couldn't play in the playoffs because he hadn't scored yet. Well, and Alex said, that's a bunch of BS. He, but he actually said it. Mm-hmm. So um, family viewers, I hope no one was upset. But Well, Bruce Cassidy did the same thing this morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was in a very different spirit. Yeah, but it was really interesting because... He was really hot. And I, I just wonder, I think that I think the Golden Knights have put a ton of pressure on themselves because they know what, what a good team they, they have and they believe they have a real good chance. Pressure can rob you of your legs. It can rob you of your confidence. It can r- r- rob you of a whole bunch of important things in terms of, of playing hockey. And I think that the pressure... The gasket got released, got, you know, the pressure got eased off when he got violent. And I think he, he dragged his teammates into the fight by being as aggressive as he was uh, in a couple, of those, a couple of those scrums. Now left circle, Morrissey shoots, Brossois fights it off. And across to the right corner into the mesh netting. Look out, Wheeler goes over, takes a run at Colasar, Petrangelo jumps on Wheeler, and now we've got a Donnybrook. Everyone, all eight skaters jumping, clubs and sticks everywhere, aggressively locked up with one another. He was wild-eyed when he was interviewed by Ashley. It was, he, he, this was not the friendly, gentle Alex Petrangelo that we know. There's another side, right? He's a wolf. He's a, an alpha dog. I think the way that he grows his facial hair, he looks like Wolverine. Lupine is the uh, is the is the descriptor that the great Mario Puzo used in the Godfather books when talking about someone who was wolf-like, and uh, that that was Alex Petrangelo tonight, and uh, and he was very good after that. Uh, Got two know, points today, of yeah, course. We'll talk about. Stone and Carlson and Stevenson. Uh, before I want to get I get off the blue line. I want to talk about Shea Theodore as well because Shea missed a stretch of games towards the end of the season, and I know he played in the last game against 
Seattle, but uh, halfway through this game, he started getting very aggressive at his own blue line so that when the Jets were trying to get into the zone, he was his gap was really hard to the blue line, and he was stealing pucks, deflecting pucks, and just his game. When him and Petrangelo start to go, I think that's a big part of the motor for the Golden Knights, and uh, they both got going tonight, and that's a good sign for the VGK. So the first period, Adam Lowry scores a power play goal. It's now Carlson and Smith, the forwards here on the kill. Bouncing shot gets through. From out high, Piag shot it. It was deflected in front, might have got off Lowry last, in which case it would be his third goal in just four periods of hockey. And really, his third goal in two periods, he got two in the final two minutes of the third period on Tuesday. And now his redirection of a P.I. point shot gets the Jets on the board 1-0 with a power play goal. Knights only had eight shots. You mentioned they were held to two for a while, and that was during one of their fruitless power plays. So they're down one nothing going to the second period. The talk that we had on the radio was in regard to something that Nate Schmidt had brought up on the Winnipeg Jets broadcast, and that was, it's like playing in Nashville when you're playing in Vegas. you got to weather the storm in the first six minutes, that media timeout. In game one, the Knights had the Howden chance, a Matteo chance, Eichel chance, didn't score in that opening window, and the media timeout came at the earliest possible second. It's under 14, right? It was at... 13:59 that they got that media timeout in game one. That's not really how it happened today. Uh, the Knights didn't really get it going until the second period, and there were some changes in the forward combinations. Well, as I said, I, I think we recognized after the first that we had to clean up some things to be better. We did. We moved a few pieces around. What, you know, you never know what, how that's going to impact certain lines, but I just think we realized it was time to get to our game. You know, you don't want to dig yourself too deep of a hole. You're, you're going to have some ups and downs, but we just give the players credit for that. It was time to get to, to our game. Brett Howden, um, who ends up with one assist today, I think that was perhaps the most notable spot where a player ended up, that you've got Brett playing with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, and as it turned out, that line produced a few goals. Yeah. But in the moment, Gary, we were talking about how the tweaks to the forward combinations were different today than they were the tweaks in game, in the midst of game one. Yeah, Bruce doesn't uh, have just one bag of tricks. Oh, we're not going. I have to put the misfits back together. He, he, it's situational for him. So he's watching the game, and he, I think he decided – Stevenson and Stone are going are going well. Howden's moving tonight. I know he'll go to the net for me. I'm going to put him there. And on one of the on one of the goals, uh, Stevenson's goal, Brett Howden is right on top of Connor Hellebuck, causing trouble. Stone gets the puck after the draw. Petrangelo shoots, save, and a rebound. Score! Chandler Stevenson finds the puck in the slot. Pots the rebound, and the Knights are back in the lead, 3-2, 14-23 to go in regulation. Chandler Stevenson, after 16 goals in the regular season, he gets his first in the playoffs, and the Knights are back on top. Mark Stone should get an assist on this, 
And he's looked better and better as this game went on. And, uh, you know, I think that there'll be video of that. They'll have to look at that tomorrow. And it, it, to me, the next real fascinating thing is I didn't love Barbashev's game tonight, and uh, it'll be interesting if Carrier is ready to go. Would he be? Is that the answer? Because I've been wondering for a while, when Will Carrier is ready to go, which forward has to come out? And, you know, at, at times I thought, you know, it's the, it's the playoffs. It's not the regular season, so if they needed to take Phil out, it doesn't affect the Ironman streak, and, and that can't be part of the decision-making at this point in time. The players, this is about winning the Stanley Cup, and the players to give you the best chance to win, play. Phil's not coming in. No, he's been terrific. A yeah, couple of more points today. He's bought in to uh, whatever Bruce has asked of uh, of that line because, like, <laughs> That's Vegas' big checking line as well. That William Carlson may score goals and Riley Smith may score goals. They check. When when Bruce Cassie's looking over and saying, okay, they got Dubois, Shifley, and, La- and Connor all together. Okay, Carly, that's your job. So <laughs> so Phil's had to check as well, and he's done, done a real nice job, done a real nice job of it. It makes prudent plays too. He gets the assist on Mark Stone's second goal, because he makes sure to get the puck in. Carlson goes in on the forecheck, and then Carlson gets the puck, sets up Stone for the finisher. Carlson across to Kessel, who dumps it in. Carlson gives chase. Everybody else changing for the Knights with 2.35 to go. Carlson for Stone in front. He scores! 5-2 Knights. Mark Stone, two goals, one assist, three points. Oh, they're going nuts! <laughs> Two thirty to go in the third. Mark Stone with a triumphant return to the Golden Knights lineup. A game to tune up, and now a game to finish up. Times two. Couple of goals and an assist, all in the third period for Stone. But there were a few moments like that where Phil showed his speed. I mean, he could still move, and then he's got the experience where he makes the prudent play. And you've got a couple of points for Phil, but you know that experience is yeah. almost at 100 career playoff games, almost at 1,400 if you include the regular season. He's told you and I a bunch of times, he's like, just get, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah. Let's get to the playoffs. And you can see him dialing it's, it in yeah, yeah, yeah. down the stretch of the regular season. Yeah. He's ready to go. He wants to play at, at this time of the year, so... Uh, very interesting. Let's talk about Mark Stone. Yeah, Mark Stone makes his return to the lineup for game one, having missed 39 games, second back surgery in less than a year, and he last saw game action on January 12th. Handful of practices, got to practice here at T-Mobile Arena on picture day and also practice his celebration. It was a good thing he did because he had some goals to celebrate today. I thought that celebration on the goal from Stevenson was, was a terrific all-timer. Knights don't want to give up any shorthanded chances. Morrissey fires from the right point, fought off by Brossois. Vegas with the puck, two on two through center, across the line on the right wing, now to the left. Stevenson for Stone, he scores! Out it to Stevenson, to Stone! A vigorous celebration, wildly shaking his head, smacking his stick, all the way to his bench, pounding mitts with everybody. 
four and two nights. Seven minutes to go. The captain is back. Two points today in game two of the first round. Uh, that was that was the sort of Mark Stone finish that we have seen so often. I'm not sure that it started out that way today, but at some point, whether he felt himself, he got his timing back, or maybe the leadership popped out and something was said, whatever it was, you got the Mark Stone you dream of for the third period today. Yeah, uh, pretty subpar, five, five periods for me. Uh, didn't really feel that great, but um, you can get energized. I mean, you're lying if you don't get energized, energized by a point or a goal. So um, it's good to just get that one out of the way. And uh, a huge win for us. Um, obviously, I don't think it was my, it was our best for the first uh, probably 25 minutes. But uh, you know, once Carl got that goal, I thought we really took over um, and kind of tilted the ice uh, in our favor. So Mark Stone had his first surge, first back surgery last July. And it, he, you know, it's such a such a severe surgery. He he's barely moves for a month, like two weeks of just sitting around, and then slowly, over the next two weeks, starting to get going. And then, you know, eventually he gets to Vegas in late August and starts to skate with the team during the captain skates before before training camp opens. And then he goes through training camp, and then they don't put him into a into a. a did he play a preseason game one or two? Right, late maybe. I think he yeah. played the last one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then you know, the season starts, and I had people all around the league saying to me, "Boy, he's not moving very well. If this is the new Mark Stone, this isn't great." And then November comes, middle of November, and he starts to heat up, and you started to look at him, and you were like, "Huh, he's back." Well, then, I hate to use that word, he's back. It's not the right choice of words for this situation. <laughs> then, uh, you know. He, he, I missed that until you pointed yeah, it out. Yeah, have, they have a torrid December, and yeah. he's fantastic on the power play. And then January 15th, he's, uh, he's removed from the lineup again because his back is, is bothering him again. Two weeks, he waits to see if it's going to fix itself. It doesn't. Changes surgeons, goes to Jack Eichel's surgeon, uh, the guy that did Jack's neck, and he recommends a certain uh, procedure. They do it, and Mark said uh, in a text exchange with him shortly after the surgery, he said right away, I feel way better now than I did after the first one. And so the recovery period is much more condensed. 79 days, I think, from... Uh, the, 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 the date of the surgery to him actually playing in a game. And that's the first game of the playoffs. So he didn't look very good in that game. He looked fantastic tonight. And you made that very astute observation. He had, and I saw it last night he, in, in game one, sorry. He had really short strides and he, was, and he was a little tilted and he looked tentative and he was not getting to where he needed to get to. And whether it was just, you know, okay, I got to feel this process out. And then something happened because uh, he skated on the off day. And all of a sudden tonight, he's getting, there's a breakthrough. Tonight, there was a breakthrough early on in the game for him. And he's getting to the spots that he needs to get to. He's not, like last, in game one, he, from moving from, the blue, from, in, from one blue line to the other in the middle of the ice, he was really slow, and and he's it's not that he's fast. It's but 
you know. Right, he's not the, the fleetest of foot but, in, in the best of times. Tonight, but this, In tonight's game, he looked like he was getting there with purpose, which is not what it looked like in the first game he was. And, and whether that's mental and, and that knowing where he had to get to, I likened it to uh, you're in your car and you're going 70 and you're merging onto the freeway and everybody's going 90. And you got to figure out, okay, I got to floor it or I gotta, I'm going to get hit from behind or whatever. That was Mark in game one. Tonight, he merged. He, on the ramp, he floored it. And by the time he got into traffic, he was going at the same pace as everybody else. And we saw, we saw the results. I just want to touch on this one thing. I was on Winnipeg Radio before the game, and I was asked, you know, hey, well, how much time does Mark have to get to knock the rust off? You know, like kind of implying, like, should he be in, even be in the lineup? And we, and I, I, I talked about this on our broadcast tonight. People on the post-game show after game one were saying he shouldn't be in the lineup. Well, the rust is off. And you're damn right he should be in the lineup. He was the first star tonight with two goals and an assist. I mean, if he is half the player that he was tonight, he should still be in the lineup. He's the captain of the team. And by the way, before, you know, the second back surgery, he was 38 points in 43 games. And, you know, there's so much that he brings that is not always measured in the production. Yeah, the production today. But that's only a little bit of it, and who knows if we'll find out exactly what he did or what he said yeah. in the room. Um, clearly, there was some honesty and some accountability, and there were tweaks. So, Gary, we talked a little bit about it. You got Stone with Stevenson, and Brett Howden has the opportunity to jump up and play with those guys, and he ends up with an assist, but also was involved in the scoring on that uh, Stevenson goal that you mentioned. You know, that opportunity for Brett Howden, playing against his hometown team, he just became a dad a few days ago. It's a special time for you and your family, Brett. The last thing I want to ask you is, uh, how's Micah, how's your new baby boy, Charlie? Oh, he's great. Uh, You know, it was the best day of my life. Um, He's only a week old now. Um, You know, I'm I'm learning a lot as I go here. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's the the best thing that ever happened to us. And, uh, yeah, every day is a great day. I mean, what an opportunity and the strategy, again, tweaking the lines today, different than uh, than it was the other day. But Brett Howden is the guy. And you wonder if that is something that Bruce Cassidy will stick with. We're trying to find chemistry, right? Um, I haven't played in three months. Um, you know, lines were good. So trying to get me in there, um, kind of disrupt the chemistry, I'll be honest with you. So we're there, they're trying to find it a bit. And I think, uh, I think Bush did a pretty good job. I think you can kind of see that uh, my legs probably aren't quite there and um, you know kind of sent, me, sent our line on fourth uh, fourth and third um, and I think you realize that I might not have the jump so um, you did a good job uh, for now I would for sure and you, you know I, I I'm very fascinated to see if William Carrier will be on the plane when the team goes to goes to Winnipeg uh, on Friday because if he is you know I mean, that would be there that would be one indication that he might play and if he does where does he go? I know where I would put him. I'd put him up beside Eichel and Marcia so right off the bat. Let him be the Zach Hyman or the Michael Bunting of of that line. Go to the net 
that'll give Jack more room to operate. That will free up Jonathan some space to shoot, and and he'll go get the puck for them as well. I, I really like that idea, actually. Michael Amadio got to play up with Eichel and Marcia so later in this game when yeah, that adjustment and, and he, was and he, made. And he was pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. it maybe that maybe you say, now we're going to leave Ammo there, and we'll put Will on the fourth line. Uh, I'm not saying Amadio is not the guy that comes out for me at this stage. And whoever comes out doesn't come out forever unless, you know, you win the next 15 in a row. <laughs> you only need 16. Only. Well, they, got, they got one now. It's insane. Yeah. They got 15 more. Yeah. So, Gary, uh, I want one more player I want to bring up. Sure. He's a former Jet. Oh, yeah. The goalie. Lauren Brossois. Wow. Jets retain possession, 33 on their power play. High slot, Morrissey to the right. Connor, one-timer, glove save. Brossois holds on, snatches it near the post to his left. And the Jets have it again. Back in Connor, one-on-one. He pulls behind Petrangelo, and Brossois makes a split save. Martinez takes the loose puck, clears the zone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been telling you off-air, and, and maybe I've said it on there a couple times, too. Since he came back and said, I'm going to be the, a better goalie than I ever have been as a result of the surgery, and this is another example of it. Again, I was asked on the Winnipeg radio show before the game, oh, what if Persuas is no good again tonight? And I was like, what no good again. No good again. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what I just I was like, you know, he's the number one in Vegas right now, and this goes even, even farther to, uh, to entrench him. In, in that position, and I, you know, to me, all these people. What about the goaltending? What about the goaltending? What about it? Yeah, they just haven't been watching. That's no, as simple no, as it is. No, the other guy gave up five tonight. Are we going to see big save Dave in game three for the Jets? <laughs> David Riddick with uh, an 0-2 record in his playoff career. Yeah. Rosewa's done what you uh, might have expected, and a great deal more. And if there was any uncomfortability or any butterflies for game one, not in game two. Fantastic 31 saves for Brossois in his first Stanley Cup playoffs win. And now since uh, joining the Knights mid-year up from the American League following that surgery, you, you include the regular season, his record is now 8-1-3 and three with the Golden Knights. Lauren Brossois, who was backed up today by Aiden Hill rather than Jonathan Quick. We'll see if they managed to uh, handle that situation maybe alternate backups who knows there was not a clear answer on that so Gary we have uh, talked about with Bruce Cassidy the lesson that he might have offered his younger self after a win you feel like you're on top of the world when you lose you feel like the world is ending there was no panic after they lost game one I wonder if there was any Panic, consternation, anger, whatever, in the first period when they were not playing great. But whatever happened, something happened there in the second period. Okay, we've already talked about that. Now they've won a game. In the same way that you can't become overwhelmed by what happened, the result in game one, you're going to Winnipeg. They're going to a place where it is hard to play, and the Jets are going to have something to say about who tweaks what next. And by the way... The fans in Winnipeg, well, that uh, they've already lost the series to the Golden Knights, and it's a 1-1 series tie. It's not like the Jets are down 2-0 going home. No. Uh, 
where do the gold where do the, where do the Golden Knights rank uh, in the NHL in road record? Second, right? Their uh, road record was better than their home record. Twenty six wins against only seven regulation losses. Only the Bruins had yeah, fewer regulation exactly, losses. Exactly. That's so. They they uh, I think they play better on the road uh, because they use their depth. And it's really interesting tonight. Bruce Cassidy knows the way to win this series is to use his depth. Only one player for the Vegas Golden Knights had more than 20 minutes of ice time tonight, and that was Alex Petrangelo. Everybody else under 20. And no grumbling about that. Like, that's, we know that helps us win. Um, And Jack Eichel scores tonight. I'm interested in that. I don't don't think Bruce will uh, overplay the whole, uh, hey, we're going on the road, we're going into the whiteout. I, I think for him it's going to be, you guys know, you, you just saw it. You just did it. You know what you have to do to win in this series, and it doesn't matter if you do it in Vegas, Winnipeg, or in Mars. This is the way you have to play, and that will be, uh, I think he'll, uh, to me, I think tomorrow would be a real, would be a positive day, would be, you know, underscoring all the good things that they did in the second, third period. Is there because we bring it up when they don't win, we'll bring it up when they do win. Imagine if they were to score a power play goal. Yeah, and I, 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 I think that there's some things going on right now that are, that are going to spark the power play, and it, it's, it does really start around Mark Stone, but also the the, the Petrangelo uh, to Eichel goal is is it's five on five, but it's a shot on net. And I love that that Petro just put it to the net in a hurry before now they're checking close in on, you know, our guys going to the net and, you know, Jack's in the right place at the right time. We get one of those deflection goals. A lot of those seem to have been going in on us. So nice to see us get rewarded. And that's to me a little bit of playoff style, right? Teams are protecting the house a little more. So you do have to, you know, get second and third chances or something from the point with a redirect when the goalie's, you know, playing well. So I thought it was a big goal and one that we can build off and, use that as an example of, hey, this is playoff hockey, and sometimes this is how you're going to get your looks. Uh, the Chandler Stevenson goal, again, Petrangelo shoots it, rebound. Like, guys, get a lane and shoot the puck. They, they, and then they, Eichel's goal. They, yeah, the, they, yeah. yeah, the two chances that they had on the power play early. Right, those were their first two shots of the game. Yeah, the so one, the glove from Hellebuck that almost went in. They reviewed it. Yeah, Stevenson, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, one timer from the from the right dot, and then Eichel right hits after Hellebuck Eichel in the mask. from the left dot hits him in the face in the mask. Yeah. Saucers up top, Petrangelo top of the umbrella, right circle at Stone, Petrangelo again to the left for Eichel, seam pass, a shot, and is it in the goal? The referee looks at Hellebuck. They say no. Hellebuck made the save, but he leaned into the goal. The referee says no, it did not go across the line as Hellebuck kept his left arm extended, the glove outside of the goal. Very close. Crowd groaning here because of a couple of false starts of the draw. Stevenson wins it. Eichel fires. Big save, Hellebuck. Got him in the helmet, it appears. As the puck is out of the zone, the officials stop play. So... And then the numbers, it looks bad with that fourth power play. They took a penalty during it, yeah. so that's not, you know, you can't yeah. really chalk Didn't that up Didn't Stevenson hit the post on that power yeah. play as well? So, like, like Chandler should have had two goals in the power play tonight. Yeah. And so shoot the puck, guys. It's, it's really not that complicated. Pass the puck until there's a lead, and then shoot it, and then get to the loose pucks. 
They finished today's game with 39 shots on goal, 12 in the third period, 19 in the second, 8 in the first. And that is a far cry from the 17 they had in game one, which, of course, was the lowest for any playoff game in club history and only two in the third period. Yep. So they managed to flip that script. And by the way, the Jets were held to only six shots in the third period. Other thing about the third period, zero penalty minutes. There were no power plays for either side in the third. In the second period, each team had the one. But as we mentioned, it was very short-lived. It was four-on-four four for a stretch. So really, the, the power plays of significance when there really was special teams involved. It was only in the first period the Jets got a power play goal and the Knights did not. I'm always interested in the why. The what first, obviously, but then the why. So what, why, did, why was Vegas not very good early? Why were they not very good in game one and in the first period tonight? And I, I think they know what a good team they have and know what is potentially they could achieve. And I think that made them, made them nervous, put pressure on them, and held them back. And I think that that is set aside now. It's going to be some confidence. There's going to be some swagger. And now you're going on the road. You've got a, a mission in front of you. You're doing it all alone. I know this group loves that. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens for game three. And I'm excited to know that I'll be right beside you calling it. Perhaps not the perfect script for game two, but pretty close to it, the way that they finished it, with the captain recording three points and two goals in the third period and route to a 5-2 victory to tie the Jets in this opening round series. Well, there you have it. Dan Duba and Gary Lawless with a comprehensive recap of the biggest stories and takeaways from Game 2. And with how strong the Knights were in that third period especially, I'm curious to see if they can carry that momentum through to Game 3 in a tough road environment in Winnipeg. And though the next two games in the series are up north, I do want to take the time to let you know that Vegas Golden Knights single-game tickets to the first round of the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs are still on sale. You can secure your seat in the Fortress for select home games in Round 1 or purchase a playoff strip and enjoy the same seats for every home game at a discounted rate. A limited number of tickets are still available at VegasGoldenKnights.com, so be sure to grab yours and experience the Vegas Golden Knights in person at T-Mobile Arena. Also want to take the time to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, my good friend Brian McCormick, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, will join the show to get you set for everything you need to know about Game 3 in Winnipeg, which will take place on Saturday at 1 o'clock Pacific Time. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 5 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards. 